0: This is my new podcast series and it's called Dear Therapist. And I came up with this idea because I'm always getting messages from people saying, Dear Therapist, Uh, they don't actually say that. They say, hey, Safa, um, what do you think I should do about this? Or they they ask me stuff. And I was thinking, well, how would it be if we were to actually just talk about the stuff wide openly? Anonymously, of course. So I asked um, my... uh, my group, my room group, how would you feel about it? And they said, yeah, that sounds great, let's do it. So Dear Therapist is a new podcast series and I'm inviting you to write to me kind of like the column that they used to have in The Guardian where you used to be able to write in and ask for help. Kind of like an agony aunt, but I'd like to think I'm a little bit more modern than that. So uh, this is the first podcast for dear therapist and i'm going to start with something that's come in from uh, from one of my uh, one of my former clients and it's dear therapist i'm struggling at the moment because i seem to be clashing with my daughter everything's get feeling very tense in the household and very difficult and i don't understand what more i can do as a mother her behavior seems to be out of character. I initially put it down to being a teenager and hormonal or putting it down to stress from school and stress with COVID. But now it's getting out of hand and it's making it difficult to be in the same house as her. Is there any way that you can help my daughter to heal? Or you can figure out what's wrong with her? So I listened to that and I, um, and I was immediately struck by all the focus being on the daughter in this household. So the daughter seems to carry on her shoulders, a really, really big burden here, a really big role in the house and a big burden. And I'm just wondering whether any teenager really wants that or does a teenager want to feel free? So a lot of expectations and eyes and energy seems like it's falling on the shoulders of this teenage girl. So part of my response is to just recognize energetically where the focus is going. Now, if the focus in a family is going in one direction you can, immediately, you can immediately recognize what dynamic that's gonna create. It's gonna create polarization, good, bad, hot, cold, behaved, badly behaved, compliant, uncompliant. So recognizing the whole is part of this process. By the whole, I mean, recognizing that a family is made up of multiple people And if there is a acting up or an acting out by one family member, they don't do this in isolation. A teenager doesn't act up in isolation. A teenager relates to their environment and to the people around them and does what they need to do to be seen, heard, safe, loved, belong to belong to assert identity, to, to assert individuality, to also feel connected. So going beneath the surface into what is actually going on in my household, right? That's the first thing. Who is involved in my house? Who is in my household, first of all? Because writing in, the person made it sound like it was just them and their daughter. And actually, they've got a A bigger family there's more children and there's a partner and there's animals so my invitation is first of all have a look write down all the people that are in your family and notice what order they come up in some people would put their cats before their own partners or their dogs before their own partners right there's nothing wrong with that but just notice the order that people show up when you mention the word family who's at the top who's at the bottom and then, what's really interesting is to go into those deeper characteristics that I mentioned. Those deeper needs: the need to be seen, the need to be heard, the need to be um, need for space. How do all of these characteristics relate to the individuals in the family? So suddenly, you can see how we've gone from lots of awareness and eyes on one teenage girl to actually a wider dynamic the environment and the people that this teenage girl is around and interacts with and is related to. So we've got multiple actors now coming in to the show. And this is really, really important because we wanna know who these people are, what their needs are. And when you start to look at the family dynamic or certain behaviors as a bigger picture, what you arrive at is something richer Something more meaningful meaningful, and something that is possible to work with. It will give you a few more options, which will help because the mother's writing in feeling trapped and in despair. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about my teenage daughter. Can you fix her? Can you help her? Right. So there's there's almost like, a well, I can't do anything anymore. I've done all I can as a mother so I would be also inviting that mother to start to reflect on what seems like some exhaustion or or fatigue or role fatigue almost like I've thrown everything and the kitchen sink at this and it just doesn't look the way it's supposed to look it doesn't feel the way it's supposed to feel and that's something I would inquire about, how long has it, has it felt like that? How long have you been trying really, really hard to make something work? What else are you trying really, really hard to make work? Sometimes that reveals that actually she's been trying really, really hard to make it work with, for example, her, her job or her partner. And it's just not working. There's, there's some challenges there and the child the teenager is reflecting that back, picking picking it up energetically, emotionally and is acting something out. Now it's not to say that the teenager doesn't have to take any responsibility for their behavior because the problems are wider than the teenager and the whole family needs to get involved, right? That's where we come down to boundaries so boundaries are much easier to create when there's clarity when we have clarity about our needs it's much easier to create boundaries that make sense for us and that are harmonized and boundaries that create harmony rather than conflict so the first thing is to recognize where there might be an opportunity to clarify and create some boundaries and communicate them really really clearly because a teenager can still feel what you're not saying and can feel the little areas where they can get away with stuff or the areas where the boundaries are held too tight and they just don't seem fair so an exercise perhaps where you sit down and really think about okay what are the boundaries for this household what are my teenagers boundaries and ask them to also communicate right what are their boundaries so for example they might have a real need for personal space and every friday you go in you hoover their room, you check for a few drawers, you know, you do the nosy mother thing and they know you're doing it, but they feel powerless because it's not their house. Now that is a potential boundary violation, right? That's their little nest and it's just been invaded. That might trigger all sorts of emotions in that teenager which you can't understand why it's why it's happening because you think you're doing something really supportive by cleaning their room for them. You'll only know what's really going on when you sit down and have a conversation be, beyond and deeper than, why do you get annoyed when I clean your room? Or you annoy me when you clean my room. You're not allowed to go in there, right? We need to go into a deeper level and learn within a family how to discuss, communicate and relate at a needs level. And that starts with understanding what our own needs are. So in a household, if you live with an entire family, you've got many individuals to consider when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to getting needs met and harmonizing the needs in a household. So everybody feels like they actually belong there in that space. They feel like they can get met there in that space. And often, what what happens is there's too much emphasis on the parents' needs, and then they enforce the boundaries. Or there's too much emphasis on the children's needs, and then the parents just dissolve into the children, and it becomes all about the children. And there's too much focus, and then individuals get lost in their roles as parents. Right. So what we're really looking for is a consideration of all individuals within the family, including animals, pets. They're important too, and a harmonization. So an identification, a communication and a harmonization of needs within a family. Now, for the person that wrote to me and asked me about, can I fix their child? Can I heal their child? Honestly, my answer would be no. And this would be where I would start. I would start with the entire family And I think what happens is it's really easy to point the finger and bring a teenager or bring a child, bring a baby and go, oh, there's something wrong. Conditions create symptoms. Conditions create a need to act something out, to get a need met. So we need to work with the root cause, which is the conditions and the conditions are co-created The entire family creates the conditions, not just one individual within the family. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, okay, that's a very different perspective. And maybe I could um, maybe I could apply that in my household. I would recommend that you get a piece of paper and a pen and start sketching these concepts down and, you know, just drawing Drawing maybe some mind maps and figuring some things out and doing some free writing and seeing what comes before you um, try to encourage your child, you know, to figure it out, to get fixed. Right. So we don't we want to avoid the blame game and we want to come into a deeper understanding. So the first thing is to write down a list of who's in your household. Be really free and just notice who's coming up first, who's coming up last. then you might want to put them on a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper, and just organize them. Like, where do each individual, where does each individual lie? You know, so you'll start to see relational, relationally, how close people are to each other, how far away people are to each other. Is everyone bundled up in one corner and you're on the other end of the room? So you can imagine the piece of paper is like a room, right? And this is for you to start to just get a flavor of what might be happening. And it's difficult to see when you're living it every day. So taking, some, taking a step back, taking a blank piece of paper can just help you to not only just get your emotions somewhere out and not inside you, but can also help you with a bit of clarity perspective. And then the next thing is to go to drop down into the needs level. So what are the key, the three key needs that each individual in my household has? Right. Do these needs, are they being met right now? Do they feel like they're being met? how do these needs get met so for example you could have um, a need my partner's need for affection my partner's need for physical affection to what degree is that getting met right now in your in your household you might say oh it's not it's not actually getting met at all why is it not getting met because there's no time we lead very stressful lives we're very busy with work and then we come home and we've got we've got the children or We're working from home now. We've got the children around us all day. So what you want to really do is build a map of needs and build a map of where these needs are not being satisfied, quite frankly. Then you want to understand how these needs are being met. So, okay, what do I notice? The the need for affection, physical affection, is being met by my partner watching pornography instead, right? So that's a potentially a behaviour that's being, that's being used to get a deeper need met. And you want to map this out for everyone in your household. I mean, you will know what they do, right? So starting to figure, go beneath the behavioral level and starting to work with the deeper emotional needs level and bringing together, finding the commonalities, So, okay, we all seem to have a need for laughter in our household where do we make room for laughter well we don't because my child my daughter plays with goes out with her friends and gets drunk and has a laugh my partner listens to podcasts all day comedy podcasts when he's not working so he gets his laughs from there I don't laugh and my dog always seems happy right? So you might say, okay, well, this is the current dynamic in our household when it comes to laughter, but we all have a a commonality, we all have a shared need, which is to laugh. Now, can you find an activity? Can you find space? Can you find a way to reorganise your household so that it makes the need for the need um, of laughing together or laughing joy, where it makes it possible? Right? Right? So if you start to think creatively, what you might end up doing is actually reorganizing the flow of your entire home physically and also of your daily life, your daily schedule, and also of your communication within your family and potentially also the energetics and the emotions, right? When you start changing those fundamental underlying currents that determine the structure, which is the family, You will change your family dynamic and the conditions of your family are therefore different. Teenager is raised in a conditional environment. When the conditions change, the teenager changes. So I hope that's helpful. I hope it resonates with you. And if you feel like you want support to do this work, I do work with people to reconstellate the family, to really go deeper into what these needs are and to understand how people are relating to each other in the family and what needs to be done, especially at an emotional and an energetic level, right? I also work with the underlying health conditions and that will be of children, of adults, etc. So working with the whole family to reconstellate and to recreate the future for your family. If that resonates and you want to do that work with me, please contact me on my website or we'll reach out and we'll make it happen. Thank you for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast, if you feel like you'd like to reach out to me, to talk about your healing journey, you can contact me on my website, which is kimiahealing.co.uk. You can also email me, safa at Kamiya Heelang co uk